Agent Pursuit Business Mastery is produced by CIR Realty and presented by Kirsten Favron and Lindsay Smith. CIR Realty is the largest, most productive real estate brokerage in Alberta, Canada, and has remained independent and Canadian-owned since 1983. Learn more at agentpursuit.com. Enjoy this episode and subscribe for more great content. Hey everybody, welcome to another great, great episode of Agent Pursuit. We're here today with Chloe McCara. And Chloe, we want to thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. And Chloe has an incredible system that she has used to grow her real estate business. And you've shared it with a few realtors and now you have this, you've been inundated with people doing it. Yes. Um, but people have also gotten some phenomenal results. Yes. And this is actually a home investment review that she used in her business in the past. Um, Ninja from the Ninja Cell Installation also uses the real estate reviews and they're very, very similar. Yours goes into uh, quite a bit more in depth, but the principles are the same. And Chloe wanted to have you on because you had such great results. You've done such a great job. And so thank you again for joining us. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here. You're right. Yeah, I've had, I think we mentioned it on a CIR live and since then we've had a bunch of agents kind of reach out and want more information on it. So it's nice that we can kind of reach out to the whole company this way. Yeah, nice. thank you. So let's start off with, we have this binder. Yes. Big black binder. That is like something I've not seen anyone use anything since. <laughs> old school. Not even university. I was like grade 11. That's like a grade 11 yeah. binder. It's like leather bound. It is. And, yeah. yeah, I love it. So do you want to start with, because this is like the staple of this of this meeting. Yeah. So do you want to kind of start with just being, maybe, maybe what do you call to say to people and why do you bring this binder places? Okay. So the real estate review, or as I called them when I was still selling home investment reviews, um, was a means for me to stay in touch with my clients in a face-to-face -face way that was valuable to them between the points of sale. So I was looking for ways to kind of stay in touch with my clients when they weren't really looking to buy or sell, but still, um, yeah, provide value to them and, and remain relevant in their life in some capacity. Um, so I started doing home investment reviews. It's really not rocket science. A lot of people, a lot of the agents that sit down with me think it's far more simple than um, they far thought. More yeah, they thought oh, no, this is far, they, it's this far is, more simple oh, yes. than they thought it would be. They thought it would be far more complex or hard to do. It's not hard to do. It's it's very simple. It's just providing information to your clients that you already have a relationship with. Um, so I did this in a pretty old school way with uh, a actual binder and paper, um, which is unusual in this day and age. Yeah, lots totally, of people eh? and lots of you know. There's a whole movement, obviously, towards. Uh, everything being on the internet, which I did do also, um, but I found the paper to be the most tangible way to sit down with people and just have coffee or whatever. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of studies that have been actually done that if two people, this is going to sound like it's romantic, but it's not, but if two people <laughs> share learning materials, like physical learning materials, that the yeah. relationship as far as like, so they talk about this a lot in group work that if people okay. are doing group work on a screen or a presentation screen, the connection with the other people in the room and the connection to the and the connection to the work is not remotely the same as if everybody brings their printed materials, you put it on and people can actually touch and pass it out. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I feel like your question was how did I start the conversation with my clients? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. So okay. When do you call? Yeah. So I 
kind of started doing this when I first entered the industry. So it was never not part of my services, really. Um, so when I was when I started working with buyers, for example, I would bring this up in my buyer interview before I ever sold them anything, just to kind of um, introduce the idea of that I wasn't going anywhere, that I intended to stay with them throughout their whole life cycle of being a homeowner. Yeah. Um, so that was never really something I had to kind of drop on them and say, oh, by the way, this is a new service. Um, since you know, taking this position at CIR, we've, I've talked about this with other agents who want to introduce it to their clients, um, their previous clients as a new service that they're providing to their clients, their previous clients, whatever. Um, so what, what I did was, oops, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all what good. I did was I just reached out to my clients when it was time for their annual investment review or real estate review. Um, and just let them know that I'd be popping by sometime this month. When was a good time for them? Let me just let me just take a step back here for a second because yeah. you said that you've been doing this since day one. Yeah. How did you come up with that? Like, so okay, so my dad is in the industry. Got it. He's an old school guy. Um, his name's also Guy, but he's an old school guy. <laughs> literally, and uh, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, and he he introduced this as an idea for me to kind of get going because when I started, I was. 23, 24, before any of my friends were really even considering buying houses. So I really had to grind to figure out how do I get in front of people that actually want to purchase homes or sell homes or who have family or friends that want to buy and sell yeah. homes. So at that time, this was something I started doing just to get my feet wet and to get in front of people to talk about the value of properties um, the idea that real estate is an investment, uh, whereas a, you know a lot of people just see their home as you know a place where their kids come for dinner or where they go to sleep at night. They don't really recognize it as the largest one of their largest assets in their financial portfolio. So just starting to have conversations like that as a 24-year-old brand new in the industry really got me good at doing market analysis and having conversations with people yeah. before there was any pressure really about how to buy or sell a property. Nice. So it was just a way for me to get in front of people um, at that time. And then that just built my book of business and my database to be a really, really strong uh, business that was based totally on repeat clients and referrals. So love it. Yeah. So that's, that was nice. kind of the idea behind it. So yeah, my dad being the old school, guy um, developed this with me to just get in front of people. You know, in my, in, when I sold real estate, I had my tagline was clients for life, but exactly. I don't, I don't know if I actually had a great value offering besides yeah. the fact that I'm a really nice guy and yeah. I got the job done. And I think this is fantastic as something to prolong the relationship, but add real value. Did you do these rate on the home anniversary? Like, would you call them up or how would you, how did that come yeah. up in your calendar? Good question. So, okay. So the ninja way to do this is consistently. So every week you want two of these per week um, with a past client or adding a new client. And it's kind of two this week, two next week, two the week after that, so that it's a consistent drip. Um, I started doing it that way, but for me personally, and that doesn't mean that you guys have to do it this way at all, but I found it difficult to maintain that in the months where I was selling 
homes, right. which is obviously the goal of this is to sell yeah. homes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I got really busy in the spring or fall, these totally fell off the map, which meant that I wasn't doing my job and being consistent about it. So what I ended up doing is I would pile these into the winter months. So November, December, January, even February, I would do like 10 of these a week. Wow. Nice. Um, and it just made it more realistic so that I could actually do all of my clients in a year yeah. instead of trying to do two every week. And then I just get totally sidetracked by showing houses and listing houses, which is great, but you know how real estate goes. If you're mm -hmm. not doing the things that get you business, you're going to stop getting business. So do you think you you're busy in the spring it. because you did all these in the winter? Totally. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's probably, there's probably a yeah. little bit of truth to it, but for it's also, sure. it's for also sure there is. Yeah, for sure there is. And it happens to coincide with when tax assessments come out. That's perfect. So it worked really well, Yeah. Um, which we'll get to in a second why that matters. But um, yeah, so I didn't do the two per week thing like Ninja did. I tried the consistently in a different consistency in a different way, which was annually just loading them into the months where I had. I would like that too, to because it feel, I would feel like you have, you would feel like you finished a project. Like there, there's a start and there's yeah. an end. And when the yeah. end is done, you're like, this is done for the next eight months. And I don't have to think about it, which to me would be a lot nicer than being like, this is a reoccurring task. I hate really teach them, but I hate reoccurring tasks. So it'd be nice to be like, Yes. Yeah. Like this is my project for the next two months. Yeah. And I crushed it. Yeah. And, and yeah. plus people are like traditionally that. less busy and it gives you something to do. People always, you know, exactly. we, we see realtors yeah. all the time being like, well, what do I do today? Yeah. Get out there and do this. Have real estate related conversations. Yeah. That's what I loved open houses for was you got to talk about real estate, but this is phenomenal. I think that's um, uh, the best way to say, Hey, let's, you know, I've done up a investment analysis or a home yeah. investment review. Let's, let's change to that now. So okay. you called somebody up. Yep. and you know you're going to talk to a few people. What was your strategy for who you called and what did you say to them? Okay, so um, bundling these into the winter months, I did make a priority schedule of who I got to first. So every year I would take notes on, you know, things that people said. If any major events in their life happened, I would put them to the top of the list. Beautiful. So major events that happened, if they'd been in their home for an extended amount of time, because there is a life cycle to real estate. Um, I think the average is like every seven years yeah, seven or eight years or, or is, yeah. 10 years, whatever, somewhere in there, seven to 10 years. So if they had been in their home for longer, they'd go to the top of my list because they're more likely to sell. So I wanted to make sure I got to those people at least. Um, and then the people that I know really, really wait for it and wait for my call, which there are clients that like wait for these calls. They love them. They love the review. And it's, it's it partially is because you're coming to talk to them about their home, but it's also just a connection to the real estate industry too. Yeah. Um, and get, getting that information on what's going on out there and what's happening in the market, especially in, in markets like this, having someone be able to speak realistically about what's going on instead of reading it in the news is kind of nice. Yeah. So people do enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So then you'd show up. Oh, well, let's, yeah. what did you say on the call? Oh, let's start with sorry. that. Well, so I'm a very casual person, yeah, which, is, which is great. Which, yeah. That's just how I am. Um, and that's how I was with my, I am or not. I am. I don't sell anymore. That's how I was with my clients at the time as well. So, um, I just would call them and say, hey, it's time for your annual investment review. 
when can I come over? Or, you know, is Thursday at seven good? I, I feel like I feel like the way that you uh, are casual about that, I think that's yeah. a learning lesson because I think that people overthink this. Totally. It's like, oh, hi there, Chloe McCara from yeah. CIR Realty. You know, yeah. I was wondering if you guys would be interested in your annual. I was like, hey, you know, checking the calendar. It's time. We haven't sat down and let's get together. Exactly. And I can bring this. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's that's great. But if you're yeah. trying to sell it to them, like well, there's nothing to sell. There's nothing to sell here because really, really what you're doing is adding value to them. There's no reason why they wouldn't want this unless they have some inkling that you're trying to sell them on yeah. something. Right. Otherwise, you're why just coming you? and giving them information and having a glass of wine or cup of coffee or whatever. And there's there's should be zero pressure at all on them. It's not about the sale today. It's about growing that relationship so that, you know, whenever that happens in their life, which could be never, yeah. they might never sell this house while you have a career in real estate. And it doesn't matter. It's, it's about providing the service to your clients and proving yourself and gaining that trust so that if their son sells or their mom sells or their friend down the street, whatever, it doesn't matter if they never sell. It really doesn't. Um, if you're doing the work, it will come back to you. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. So take us through, you get there, like Kirsten said. Okay. Period of small talk at the beginning, just, you know, you're just being who you are, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, at some point, these people basically become your friends because you see them every year. Yeah. Yeah. Or it, maybe, and sometimes that's a detriment because they want to hang out longer than you want to necessarily <laughs> be there, which is something to be conscious of um, in time blocking because mm. it can become like a, an entire evening thing, which, mm -hmm. you know, if you have time for that, then great. Um, I would try and do like two or three of these per community in a night. So if I had three clients in Tuscany, I would try and do all three of my Tuscany clients in one night. So I'm not driving around like a crazy person mm -hmm. um, because I have a child and a husband and they like to see me too. So if I can organize my time and set those expectations up front that, you know, it'll be like an hour appointment or so, people are usually pretty respectful. And how much of that is actually spent, so let's say it's an hour appointment, how yeah. much of it is actually spent going through this? Like 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 30 minutes. I would, if they are actually considering selling any time in the near future. Of course, future, then there's that, more questions. Does, yeah. Yeah. Take longer. But the primary purpose of this is to grow the relationship. Yeah. So, and to give them the information. I would say most of my clients, you spend 20, 20 minutes, half an hour, and then you move on and talk about their vacation or their kids or whatever. You whatever know what the nice thing about. is about all of that? I think if, if the premise is just, a very simple real estate review and you don't actually have anything girthy to leave yeah. and it's almost like if you come and you don't talk that much about real estate but you're not leaving them anything and then you leave it's like well was this really about that where yeah. you bring so much and we'll go through that in a second but there's so much in that binder that yeah. even if you didn't talk about it and you left and that right. was it it'd be like she came here completely prepared the point of this was actually to do an investment on my home regardless of how much we talked about it versus yeah here's three pieces of paper i came to your house not much was actually left and we didn't talk about real estate. Exactly. They feel like they're getting something out of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Anyway. Which yeah. is cool. So, okay. So I, the first time I would do this, I, you have to show up with the actual binder, obviously, because they don't have one yet. Um, the consecutive years after that, I'm gonna I leave the binder so there. so people can kind of see what, um, what we're talking about here. So I would leave the binder with them. And then right in the pre, in the, next couple of years all you do is bring your new market analysis and the tax assessment 
because they will have that at their and house. And then you just stick everything in the binder. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Vanna white this while you, totally. kind of, while you kind of like point, <laughs> point at things. Well, I think so, what we can do is we'll grab some photos of it. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can do we, that. We and can then splice them in on so that people can get a better Does yeah, that make sense? Binding, so. But for now, as a general, so it's just not like yeah. a binder on a thing. Obviously, this is a black binder and your business card is in it. Yeah. And there's a bunch of paper in it and you have tabs with words on them. Totally. So that yep. is like the basic structure it's of said basic. binder. It's, yeah. it's, so obviously, this is all my old branding. Um, so that there's that, but it doesn't matter. The, the, the premise is exactly the same. So I did custom binders with my branding on it. Um, had I started from scratch again, I don't know that I would go this in depth and spend this much money per binder again. I don't think that's the, uh, premise behind it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, you can do a clear view binder with a, with a printed off thing that you, yeah. you slide in there. And, totally. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. It can be five bucks. It can be, these were like almost 30 bucks per, per client. Yeah. But the thing about this is that you're not doing it for a thousand person database. You just don't have the time to do that. So yeah. for me, I had like 80, that was my, my a database. And I only had 80 people that I did this for in a year. Um, I think, I think the Ninja way tells you to do more than that, depending on what your income goals are and about stuff 100. like that. I mean, it's not like if you yeah. do two a week, it's about a hundred with taking 48 weeks. So exactly. So, um, you'll, you will discover as you do them that they are more labor intensive than, than you would think off the top of your head. But once you get going in them, you get really efficient nice. at doing market analysis and you know, the homes and it's just like, bang, 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 print it off, go show up. Perfect. So. At first, it's a little bit cumbersome, but once you get going, it's not bad. So give us an overview of okay. the tabs on what you have in there okay. or, and what you talk about, and then we'll go a little bit more in depth in each section. Sure. Okay. So overview of the tabs are uh, market analysis section, and then a mortgage section, which is primarily just for filing, tax assessments, um, insurance, which again is just for filing, a maintenance and renovations section wishes, wants, and needs, or future goals section, and then contracts and miscellaneous. So you're not actively necessarily doing something with all of these sections. A lot of these are static, just meant for filing purposes. Which is great. So you have yeah. all of your home documents in one place. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's clever. So they so just convenient. throw their, their insurance documents in here. It's not necessarily something that you are going to talk about every year with them because it's not super relevant, yeah. but it is something to do with their home and they're going to pull out the binder and they're going to use, you know, the stuff with your branding on it, your, the name recognition happens. So it's still important, I think, to have those things in here. Um, cool. Start well, let's start. Yeah, let's start. Yeah. yeah okay. Let's start from the top. So we're in, so everything that's in this binder. So we're in a pretty cool loft right now. Yeah. downtown Calgary, which yep. is, this is a report that you did based off of the space that we're in. Yeah. And so this actually, this loft is, um, was a client of mine that I did reviews with for six years. So I sold them this unit in 2012 and, uh, I did these annual investment reviews with them until now. Um, and now they're selling it. So I maintained that relationship, um, over the years and, the great thing about these types of relationships is that you don't usually have to compete with other agents yeah, when totally. it comes time to sell because you have such a strong relationship and they've 
you know, you've already built that trust and they know that you know what you're talking about because you've been, you know, assessing their property for years and years and years. Yeah. And you just know, you just know everything about it. So that's great. It makes it easy. So, okay. Um, so section one is the market analysis. So what I do is a little bit different than what Ninja says to do in this section. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do it. It's just about the information and knowing your client. Obviously, if you have clients that are, you know, accountants, engineers, you probably want to be more in depth with the numbers. You're just going to know your clients and know what kind of information they want. Um, in here for, for uh, today, I did, this is what I, I'll show you what I did. So I have um, printed out the cover page from the CIR page, uh, the virtual office, because I, I like it. It matches the branding. Um, and then I have all the previous market analysis in here as well from the previous years. So um, had this been a normal client meeting, they have all their other ones in here from the previous years. And then what I do is pretty uh, specific to their property. I don't spend a lot of time on the Canadian stats or the Alberta stats. Not that they're not valuable. I just find that your average person doesn't want to know that much about it. Yeah. They want to know about what their neighbors sold for, what their house is worth, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Um, more sophisticated uh, investors and stuff will want more information than that, but for your average person. So I would literally, uh, I would print off the um, home price index from the Calgary Real Estate Board for their community in this type of property. So I know specifically that I can speak to what's gone on in this community over the last one year, three years, five years, ten years. Um, and it's not the best news that you're coming back with right now, which is, is what it is. I mean, there's you can't a can't change it. You can't change it. Yeah. And there's agents that are kind of tiptoeing around, you know, I sold them a property back in 2014 and they're, they're nervous about going back and telling like it's them their fault. like it's their fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. Like you can't control this market. If we could have controlled this, it wouldn't happen. So, yeah. um, <laughs> we, we, we just, we just watched, uh, Goodwill hunting a little while ago. Okay. Robin Williams is talking to Will, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. And it's like, it's not your the, fault. The like, it's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Don't do this to me. It's not your fault. And pretty soon exactly. Matt Damon break down crying. Yeah. That's how he reached him. So I feel like we need to tell realtors that yeah, it's, not, it's not, your not your fault. It's not your fault. Go talk to your right. client. That's right. It's not your fault. It's right. And like you know, a lot, to actually. me. An informed client is better than an uninformed client. So, you know, if they're not going to sell for a few more years, it's still important for them to understand, you know, how much equity they do they have in this property? Do they have equity? What if something happens and they need to pull money out of their property? Who knows yeah. what their life situation is at? And better really, to plan for that now than have unrealistic expectations exactly. and then be totally mortified. Exactly. And yeah. the great thing about doing this is that when a client is ready to sell, they're so educated on what their property is worth, you almost never have to fight with them on the value of their home or work on those price reductions or, you know, fight with other agents on, you know, someone says it's worth 600, but I say it's worth 550. You don't really have to do any of that because your clients are educated. They, they've known through the years what's going on, what's happening with the value. So it's really nice on that front that you have educated yeah. clients to work with. Um, so anyways, going back to this, I would print off the home price index for their community so that they understand just the general trends of their community and what's going on. And then I would just do a normal market analysis like I would do with any property um, straight off of matrix. So nothing crazy or fancy. 
and just you know print off the comps that have sold that are somewhat or as close to uh, the existing property that you're doing. So for this property, I would only look at other loft buildings that were a similar age. Um, and if I could specifically in this building, if not, then there's like three other buildings that match. And those are the only comps I would look at. So very specific to the style of property. And then just like any market analysis, I would make adjustments that were relevant. Perfect. So that's it. Um, and then at the end of the day, I would arrive at a price range um, and I would give them a range of what their property should fall in if, it ha if they had wanted to sell it today. Nice. Um, Great. That's it. I don't bring in actives. I didn't bring in actives at this time because it wasn't, they weren't looking at listings. So you don't really care what the competition's doing and they're not sold and they haven't anyway. Sold anyways. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't bring in actives. That doesn't mean you can't, but I just use solds. Makes sense. Yeah. Wonderful. So then, so for example, for this property, let's call the value range between 620 and 630 for the purpose of the rest of this, just so that Perfect. we have a reference point. So then I would um, move on to the mortgage section. What I would talk about here the first time is just uh, getting an idea of when their term is up. I don't speak at all to what their mortgage rates are or their product or anything like that because obviously we're not mortgage specialists um, but i would try and get their term from them so that in the year that it was relevant to them i could either bring their mortgage broker back with me for their annual review or if they weren't really talking to that person anymore bring another one with me so that they could ask questions have you done that before like you just yeah. brought in and you kind of tag team the the, the yeah. situation perfect yeah and it's really nice because then your clients in a stress-free environment can ask questions about mortgages and you know express what their plans are without any sales pressure of having to sign anything yeah. or totally. do anything with their mortgage. Well, and a lot of people someone, don't know until they're like, your mortgage is up in seven weeks. You're like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Exactly. And then it's kind of pressure time. Yeah, which, sign here. Yeah, and, that's and no one likes their, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they just they get sent a renewal a renewal notice from their bank, and most consumers don't really think about that or recognize that you know it's six weeks away now we have we're in this pressure cooker and we have yeah. to get all of our ducks in a row for mortgages so um i would yeah write down when their term is coming due and if it was relevant and they felt comfortable then i would just bring someone in the mortgage industry so that they could ask questions nice um yeah Okay, Perfect. that's what I would do there. And then Perfect. it's just a filing tab. So whenever they get their annual statement from their mortgage, they could throw it in here so it's all in one place. Perfect. Tax assessments. So this is something that I would print off with me to bring back every year. Obviously, people have tax assessments laying around their house somewhere. They Everyone gets sent them. Most people lose them, I find. Yeah. Um, I don't like to rely on my clients to find anything when I get there. I try and bring everything I need with me. Um, so I, I used to do. Do you have our tax assessments in a folder somewhere? <laughs> they are all filed in a folder. I would hope that you guys, of all people, would have that somewhere <laughs> in an organized manager. We're good. <laughs> in an organized manner. Um, but I, I just like the Krebs maps printout. Uh, all the properties are on there, and it has the last several years worth of tax assessed values on here. So I would just print it off. Um, this year, 2018, this property is tax assessed at 620, 619.5. So I would just take two seconds and say, okay, 
this property, the city thinks it's worth 620, I think it's worth 620 and 630. That's pretty close. I don't, we don't really need to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Now, had- would you, would you do for places like Cochrane? Like when you went out to other places that uh, didn't have- You can pull them. Um, pull them, just from the local municipality yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and, and you printed off that page for the yeah, local, okay, awesome. Exactly. So had this been way out of whack, which does happen occasionally, mm -hmm. um, I think we had one a couple of years ago that was $150,000 out, realistically was out. Uh, and those clients called the city and were then able to get their property taxes reduced. So that's just a value added service that you might be able to pick up on something there that most people would not likely catch because mm. they're not educated about what their property is worth. Um, so they would just yeah. pick it up and pay the, money. It, pay the money and file it. Whereas this way, it's just another set of eyes to Perfect. look over something for the home. Um, so that's all I would do there. Uh, da, 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 da. Put that away. Uh, insurance section is pretty quick. You file your stuff in here. Again, it's just kind of a static section. The one tip I would give on home insurance is uh, just do a quick video of your property every year of uh, the contents in your home, any valuables that you might have, uh, open your jewelry drawer, whatever, and just store it in the cloud somewhere so that God forbid anything happens to your property, you have some somewhere to start with your insurance company that you have all this stuff in your home. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just save it in the cloud. And That's a good reminder. Yeah. it's a good reminder. And if my clients didn't do it during that year, I would say, let's take five minutes and just do it now. Perfect. Yeah. I'm a do it now type of person. I don't like to leave things. So I would just get them Me to do neither. it while I was sitting there. You guys would get along well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm a leave it. Yeah. yeah. Give me the checklist. Like the Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you are a leave it kind of guy. <laughs> See what I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be doing right now. I'm going to have some water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maintenance section. Uh, I, on my book, it's called maintenance section. Had I redone this? or had to reprint anything or do it over again, I would add a renovation section to this. So this is important, super important for a lot of reasons. For one, this is gonna give you a really good place to start for marketing the home eventually when they go to sell it. You'll have a really extensive list of all the things that they've done in that home since they owned it. And what you have here, and I'm sure we'll be able yeah. to get some images on screen, but basically you've created charts and the columns in your charts say work done, company, tradespeople, name, contact info, notes, yep. and then on your maintenance, so that's for your contact info, yep. and then you have a maintenance log that says date, work done, cost, and then notes. Yes. So you kind of give them the exact format you want them tracking this stuff in. Exactly. I don't like leaving anything to their creative juices. <laughs> <laughs> like, <true>. I'm pretty <laughs> straightforward. Um, so yeah, there's two different documents here. The trade contact info, this is for like the regular maintenance things in a home, for example, a hot tub or a steam room where it's kind of hard to get a good guy. So if you yeah. have a good guy, write Ready down your information him. so that you know who your guy is for your steam room. Perfect. Um, what I liked about this form is that you could leave it with the buyers of the property so that they now know who maintains the stuff in the home. Perfect. So it's a value add to the next set of owners in that property as well. One thing that I would do, really nice. yeah. One thing I do differently on this is I would put my contact information on here because I didn't do it this time, and when I leave this behind, it's without my information. So I would, in the future, add my contact info on there so that when you leave it behind, nice touch. Yeah, the yeah. buyers 
have access to you if you, they need it for some reason. Cool. Or they want to have annual investment reviews themselves. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you too could benefit from stuff like you this. You too. Um, maintenance log. This is just basically a chart of the things that they've done over the years. So, for example, in this property, they did a bunch of work in here in 2013 when they bought it. And um, I would have had them write that all down in here. I would also have a plastic kind of insert here where they can keep all their receipts. So when you go to list the home, you have all that information for the listing, which is and nice. Like there's $18,000 worth of upgrades, like yeah. these are the receipts. Or I mean, if you're in a community like Tuscany where every fifth house is the same and you're literally competing against the same house down the street, well, if one has a maintenance log and one doesn't, and you can prove that this home's been really well maintained, and the other guy doesn't have anything that proves that, that's a that's a bonus feature for the Absolutely. buyers, and it, it can yeah. make the difference between a sale or that person buying the other home. That's really so nice. It's nice to have that. Um, the other thing I would talk about in this section is renovations. So. Renovations, realtors often shy away from talking about rentals with their clients because it means that they're not moving, but often. Um, but I disagree with that. I think if you take the time to talk with your clients about renovations, then they'll make better decisions. They'll understand how their money being spent will be reflected in resale. Um, and it's gonna get them talking to you about what they're doing. Uh, I found that if I could get involved in that conversation, my clients at the end of the day were more educated on, on what their returns would be. Um, and and the talking part decisions. Well, the talking part is, is good too though, right? Because if someone's like, well, like my mom might be moving in or like we might be having a baby, so I need to do this to the room. I guess just those are all nice little trigger points to be like, totally. why do you need space to be used differently? Yes. Yeah, also, which is, which is very people, clever. Yeah, exactly. And if people believe that you truly have their best interests at heart, yeah. are they more likely or less likely to refer you? Exactly. Are they more likely or less likely to use you in the future? Exactly. And yeah. I just, I, I totally, I, when I was sat down with people too, one of the questions is when they were selling or right. said to me they wanted to sell, I said, have you guys considered not selling and just renting it? Right. And people were like, right. but how would you get paid? I, I wouldn't. Said, doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't right now, like in the future for sure. But I mean, if it makes sense to start adding to a portfolio right. and, and people just select, Oh, like you genuinely care about me. And it's exactly. like, holy, heaven forbid, like there's some people that don't genuinely care about you. Don't ever shy away. I don't know you know what camera I'm looking at. <laughs> All of you out there, everyone, no, um, don't shy away from that because it's, yeah. it's absolutely incredible. Absolutely. That's going to be quite the editing job, Jordan. You got to <laughs> look at this one, finishing it on that one. So <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, maintenance log. So yeah. next. No, renovations. Retire. Oh, renovations. Yeah. So renovations, renovations, done. Don't, renovations don't be done. afraid to talk to your clients about renovations. Um, okay, wishes, wants, and needs section or future planning section. When I first started doing these, I was nervous to talk to people about this because I felt, uh, personally, I just felt like I was trying to sell them something at that point, which was completely false. This is a section where you get to dream a little bit with your clients and help you understand what their needs might be in the future but also it helps them really clarify what they want for their next home or in a renovation in their existing home. So it's just a way for them to yeah. organize their thoughts. Um, what this does is it gives you really, really educated buyers at the end of the day because they've actually thought through what their needs and wants are in advance, which is so nice. 
um, and having those conversations between, like if there's a husband and wife and having them have those conversations long in advance is so helpful. I'm already thinking of how beneficial it would be with Lindsay and if I, if I had that piece of paper and I could be like, I've been talking about this linoleum since 2013. Like it's yes. 2019. Like it's not designed get to entrap to entrap people. <laughs> I use it as that. Like every year, it's like new linoleum in the bathroom, new linoleum uh, yeah. in the bathroom. There you go. That's what I do. I'm gonna get one of those. <laughs> yeah. I can make you one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so wonderful. Um, the other thing I would mention about this section is it might not always be bricks and mortar things that come up in these conversations. So it it could be clawfoot tub, linoleum, whatever. Could yeah. be things like that. Is there anything ever like whimsical or philosophical that like gets a little well, awkward? Okay, so I, the very first time I did this with a client uh, was with an older lady. Uh, she was, at that time, she thought she was seven years away from retiring. So when I asked her what her wishes, wants and needs were for her future, she said, I wanna retire. Like, okay, I'm a realtor, I'm yeah. <laughs> not a miracle worker, but actually having that conversation with her got both of us thinking about, like, what does that actually look like? And she thought, and this is pretty normal for consumers, they don't often really think through um, the intricacies of what real estate ownership means. So in her mind, she had to pay off her existing mortgage before she could retire. Um, which may have been true if she had stayed in that property, but the other things on her wishes, wants, and needs list were that she wanted to be closer to her granddaughter, um, she wanted a larger laundry room, which were all things that we could find. And within, I think, 45 days of having that conversation with her, this is a woman who thought she wouldn't move for seven years or retire for seven years, we had sold her existing property, moved her into a property that was significantly less expensive and closer to her granddaughter and happened to have the larger laundry room. And um, well, was she so I happy? I vividly remember on possession day, and my dad was there uh, as well, and he remembers this too, is on possession day, she was like so ecstatic and she actually handed in her resignation letter and retired. Oh, that's wow. like an HGTV it's episode. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, we, I call this like a manufactured deal and I don't mean that in a salesy way at all. No, no, I mean that in a way like all the pieces to the puzzle could be on the table, but your clients might not just recognize that the pieces are all there and they could be put together and they could be living those dreams now. Um, rather than, you know, seven years Putting from now. Putting the linoleum off for seven yeah. years from now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there could be deals that's a beautiful on the table story. that you don't know, right? It's amazing. Yeah, that's a yeah. beautiful story. That is life-changing. It is. changed someone's life because it you is. had that conversation. And that's pretty cool. Obviously, those those things aren't going to come out of every real estate no. review Asterisk that you results do. may Still. vary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> results may vary. But... Um, it just feels good to have those conversations with people and know that you might be able to make a difference in their life, which yeah. is kind of cool. So that's beautiful. Yeah. That's the wishes, wants, and needs section. And then the other two sections, contracts and miscellaneous, are just filing sections. This uh, contract section is if you sold them the property, you can put all the documents in there that from the sale of the property. Um, people really like to see their old MLS listings. 
So I would always print off the old MLS listing and bring it with me. I don't know why people like to see that, but they really do. Like the tree's smaller. Yeah. Whatever. You're right. <laughs> even, even my own, when I pull it up and yeah, I'm showing true. people what our old house looked like. Yeah. Um, a deal that you were involved with. That's true. <laughs> that's just so that's funny. Um, but that's it. You you pull up pictures. I show pictures, people pictures of that backyard all the time. There you go. And I'm always yeah. flipping through it, but then I come up like, oh yeah, it was this big or yeah. it was this. This is, this is a side note, but we did in one of these agent pursuits with one of our realtors, Gary Williamson, and he mentioned, kind of similar to the thing, same thing about an old MLS, but what he does is about a year after somebody moves, mm -hmm. what he'll do is he'll take all the listing photos of the property and he'll put them in a little scrapbook and he'll send them because they're like, oftentimes this was like somebody's family home, like the kids grew yeah. up here, whatever it was, That's and the cool. house never looks better. And then these people get it and they're flipping through their old house and he's like, they're super emotional about it. They're so happy. They have this like beautiful memory of this house they used oh, to have. Fine. That's that nice. Yeah, I like oh, that. Especially yeah. if it was a house that had a lot of meaning to someone. Cause you're right, when does your house ever yeah. look better than those listing photos? Yeah. Yeah, anyways, but yeah, people that. like old stuff about their yeah. house. So yeah. right. you would put all their contracts in there in yep. addition to that? Yeah, all their contracts, their old MLS listing, if it was sold on MLS, um, I put that in there. And then the most important thing that goes in here is your real property report. Yes. So if you sold it to them, hopefully you have a copy of it anyway. You can just put it in here. If not, hopefully they still have it somewhere. You can throw it in. Um, I always take a digital copy also because people will lose it for sure. And then you can save the day give them a thousand bucks if you have a copy of it somewhere. So I would suggest that you keep it in your somewhere. own place as well. Um, so that's that section. And then miscellaneous can be anything. Can I ask a logistical yes. question first? Yes. Tell me about the hole punching. Okay. <laughs> you can't forget to do it. I did that for like a year. Yes. Where I forgot. I, I actually started carrying a hole punch with So me. I was going to say, like literally, yeah. like would you carry a hole punch <laughs> yeah, with I you? Yeah, like, I did. The actually did i have yeah. one in my car um that makes sense because i'm looking at this I, and oh I isn't it yeah. so side note isn't it so gratifying to have like the perfect stack of paper and be like it's yeah it is but it has to be mm. um yeah. so so yeah so every year when you go back and i notoriously forgot to do this was your cma and your tax assessment make sure you hole punch them perfect yeah because i i was bad at that yeah i was really bad at that and then i come back a year later and they're still in the pocket Yes. the binder because <laughs> yes, I didn't exactly. hole punch it. So that's why I started carrying it around. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the last section, miscellaneous. I put condo documents in here if it was a condominium. Um, and w my suggestion was just to put all the condo docs in. Uh, whatever they got from their condo corporation, just throw everything in there. And then when it's time to sell, I will go through it. I didn't want them calling me all the time, like, should I keep this document, not this document? Just keep everything from the condo and just I'll go through it later. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, that's it. And so then, good. Yeah. And then just talk about life after that. Well, let's, and let's talk yeah. about. That's great. Chloe. Let's talk about the results that some okay. people are getting from this. And I know there's some recent stories as well. Yeah. Um, I just want to share a quick story from my own business. And I did not do anything to this extent. And I've shared this story a hundred times with different people. Um, but, let's hear it again. Yeah. Let's hear it <laughs> for 101. One I've never heard it. 101. Um, I did, I called up people just trying to improve my CMA system. And the gist was, is I was trying to get it down from, from zero to print beautiful completed in 20 minutes. And so I just called up people and said, Hey, you know, can I do this on your property? I'm sending it over to you. Let me know your thoughts. Yep. 
and do you know anybody else? And I did 30 of them. I had 20 calls, ended up getting, well, 30 calls by the end of it because I got 10 referrals of people accidentally. I was legitimately yeah. trying to create a new system and I took six listings out of it and probably did like four or five transactions instantly, like within, well, you know, made $50,000 within like a week um, wow. from that process just by getting out there and connecting with people. Amazing. Wow. And that was like deals that were, you know, happened over the course of some time, yeah. but generated business from those activities. And you've been sitting down with realtors from this. Yeah. And tell us about, so we won't name any names. Yeah. But. So one of our agents sat down with me uh, about a month ago, right after the CIR Live came out. Uh, and I went through my process with him and he reached out to a bunch of previous clients and I think he did six of them in a week and he ended up with three listings and a couple of buyers out of it. Yeah. So it's, it's very powerful wow. and it's, it's such a great way to get in front of people that you haven't maybe been talking to yeah. in a while. Well, or it's such a nice way to, yeah. to do real estate activities when you don't have anything active either. Yeah. Right. Like so many people just come into the office and they just have no idea what to do with themselves. Yeah. And this is like, there's 100 things that you could be doing this week and it is all of those. And you don't need to have any buyers or any sellers to keep yourself so busy. Exactly. If you just play the probability game and Ninja with their results, they go through and say that 40% uh, of your appointments turn into a transaction. Now that's not necessarily that 40% of people are selling, um, but it could be referral. You've rented some mind share for the next three weeks, whatever happens mm. to be. And if you were to say that people move, you know, once every seven years, but maybe the market's slower, so maybe it's once every 10 years right now, mm -hmm. then every 10th appointment is going to happen this year. Every 20th appointment, now you have it where within a six month period, people are going to be moving. And Absolutely. just get out there yeah. and do them. Like, and just to your point, um, everyone knows someone, even though you don't have any past clients, mm -hmm. um, everyone knows homeowners. Exactly, yeah. they don't have to be past clients. No. When I started, I had zero past clients. Yes. And I didn't even know people who owned homes, really, um, at awesome. that age. So I was, I, you start with people who can't say no to you, your parents, yes. siblings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally, your totally. very best friends, whether or not they own houses, their landlords, whatever. Yes. yes. Um, people that can't say no because you'll guilt them into like letting you in the door and talking to you. There's no negative to letting you in the door to talk about these things. So no. uh, if you're just brand new, it's such a great way to build a business and to build it in a really strong way with referrals uh, and, and repeat business. And you learn all about the areas. Exactly. You become familiar with all the documents. Yeah. You become great at doing CMAs. Like I just can't, you have a holistic uh, approach to the real estate process. I just can't say yeah. enough good things about it. And it, it doesn't That's really so cost good. a lot of money either. Like no. you're not doing any advertising or, you know, that can get out of hand fast if you're not careful and you know when you're new your time is the resource that you have availability with spending yes. that makes sense you have yeah. a lot yeah, of labor time spent. and capital and you yes. have no capital so you got to yeah. spend labor and it doesn't have to be a fancy binder that's not the point of it you can bring this in you know a dollar binder from staples if yeah. you want to it doesn't matter definitely just the the point of it is getting out there doing the work and creating the relationships that's so great, Chloe. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, we'll try and get some images for this for everybody who's watching because we've had Absolutely. we've been able to look at this binder and we know you have it. But the good news is is there's nothing in here that you're completely missing out on. There's literally a tab that says home maintenance and then somebody yep. who wrote down how much it costs. So you're not missing too much, but we will get some photos for you. And that's that. This this video is, you're watching it somewhere, but it's also going to be posted on agentpursuit.com and it's going to be turned into a podcast. So you guys are able to download on any major podcast players. 
So if you need a refresh on this when it comes time to do some of these calls, you can figure that out too. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and Chloe, thank you so much for your time. No and thank you for getting us access to this gorgeous, gorgeous uh, unit here. Yeah, it's loft. pretty fun to it's be like here. Thank you. office space. Yeah. You can use it for commercial or residential. Yeah, um, so, space. Yeah, thank you again for that. So watch that coming on MLS. Um, yeah. But that dated the video because hopefully it's sold by then. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's sold by <laughs> when then. When you watch it, hopefully it's sold by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it. So again, Chloe, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks awesome. for tuning in, everyone. Take care.